0: Had an opportunity this week to, um, this past week, to spend some time in San Francisco. Anybody spending any time in San Francisco? I I don't usually, um, if I go somewhere on a vacation, I usually don't think, hey, I'm gonna stay, spend some time in a city. I'm not a big city guy. I don't like uh, walking around the throngs of people bumping into me. Have you ever been downtown? during a holiday near Macy's and and uh, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and all these, and there's just the throngs of people just, you know, kind of doing their own thing. Any, anybody ever do that? Yeah. And I'm kind of the, I'm the person, I don't trust anybody, so I've got a phone here and a wallet here, and I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, hey, hey. Uh, because I, I believe, I mean, as much as I believe that there are good people in the world, I think that a lot of humanity wants to take what I have. So, um, and they may not want what I give. Hmm, kind of an interesting thought. Um, so as a believer, um, you know, I I began thinking, God, you know, what, what would you have me to, share? What, what's in my heart? What's, what's the thing you want me to, to, to kind of communicate today? And it kind of all came rushing at me when I was actually on this trip this past week. I, I knew that I, I felt God was saying, you oh, know, Paul, share a, a, a message of that you all have something to give. You all have hope to give to a world that is hopeless. You all have an opportunity to share joy with a world that really in the hustle and bustle on the streets and they're bumping into each other, it's kind of joyless. I mean, you see people happy because they have the Starbucks or the alcohol or whatever they have, but that's just kind of a temporary thing. And so what if today, if we talk about this, this absolute permanent love and grace and joy and and peace that we all have as believers. And then what if we thought for a minute, maybe there's a world out there, maybe they're hard, maybe they don't want to hear, maybe they're completely consumed, and they don't see that they need anything. What if God called us, with His his eternal perspective, to stand on a path, you know, the really, really, the one that's been stomped down, it's like harder than concrete. Anybody ever been on a dirt path that's like so hard? It's like, wow, I don't know if concrete could get any more. just told, There's no gap. There's no pores. You don't even see a rock standing up. It's just completely... What if God called us with his eternal perspective, his love, his hope, his grace, to just stand there and dump his word into the heart and life of that person or those people that just have no receptivity at all what if God called you to do that what if God has called you to do that today what if God has been calling you to do that to continue to spill out to lose to to just lose grip of his love his word his hope his grace and it lands you can see where it's landing you can see the heart of the person and it's not doing anything. And you say to yourself, God, what are you doing? I, I see over there. Why do you have why have you called me to be friends with this person? I don't want to be friends with this person. I don't want to waste my time on this person because this person is not gonna, they're not gonna do anything. God, what I've done all I can for my child. Their heart heart is just so hardened. God, why are you calling me? It seems like you're just asking me to just run and continue to run against this wall, this, this thing that I... God, what are you doing? Maybe there are other people in your life who represent that path, that downtrodden, hardened, pressed, immovable, and God is continuing to say to you but you have a love but God I'm wasting it, no I tell you today if God has called you to a path to stand on a path and continue to to, to share his love, his word, his hope I tell you today by God's grace and love and mercy God is using you in a mighty way Don't give up. See, it's really easy as the one who shares the word to say, I've done what I need to do. But it's very difficult when God calls us to follow through and continue to do it. Even when it seems like (sighs) it's not. It doesn't matter. Nothing's happening. God, what are you doing? So in some way today, I kind of wanted to talk about one of the things, but I'll talk about all of them. Because they all relate in some way. So this week I was in San Francisco, and um, I was walking late at night. It was our first night there. And we walked, uh, walked from our hotel down a flight of stairs, and we noticed a sign up on that said, stop, don't, do not relieve yourself, this is not a public restroom, that's exactly what it said, okay, so there must be a problem um, to have to have a permanent sign up, but as I was walking by, I was, I was noticing, you know, it was just a stairwell, and it was, it was not good, it was not clean, and I noticed a, a gentleman, an individual, who was just kind of sitting there, and it was cold, and he was just kind of babbling. And, and to be honest with you, I'd like to say, and I scooped down with the love of Jesus. Uh, and I gave him my hotel room. And our family stayed on the street for the evening. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I didn't do that. It would be a nice story. And he's here today. No. See, but isn't that kind of what we expect? If God calls us to a path, Don't we always want the nice, lush dirt? Don't we always want that to happen? Don't we always want to see that change happen in our families, in our friends, in our coworkers, in our children, in our spouses? We want to... God, just give me an amazing story. Stop asking me to stand here and just throw some seeds on a path. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't scoop him down. I didn't... I didn't carry him. I didn't... I, I hate to say it, but I, I just kind of ignored him and because I was afraid. I'll be honest. Anybody who's sitting in a stairwell in San Francisco at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, babbling themselves and having stuff around them that's their private, personal stuff, I'm not going to walk up to him and be like, hey, how's it going? Because maybe he wouldn't have even known I was there. I don't know. But I continued to walk and I walked down the stairs and we walked to a deli and there were a couple of other, there were a couple of individuals who were working in the deli and, and it was a great, it was a neat time. Beth and I got to just talk to them briefly. I mean, it was 1030 at night and we were buying deli sandwiches from a deli that possibly may not have had an A rating by the county, possibly. But you know, it was a really good deli sandwich. It really was may have gotten a little sick. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get sick. Um, but it was really great. And so we, we talked to them. And again, you know, I would love to say, you know, the guy who was cutting my turkey, he threw, his, he threw everything down. He began to cry. He said, I'll follow you. No. No, it, it, he was just a, I believe, someone from another country who just, he was just making a sandwich. But you know what, in that moment... Beth and I did have an opportunity to show a little kindness, a little compassion. You know what? It was easy because they were serving us, you know, but it, it's, it's more fearful when you're around someone who you just don't know them. But if that person who you're with and you know, and it's easier to make connections and it's, it's not the path, you know, may, maybe, maybe that person you know, there's a little bit of soil, and and that's what this is really talking about at the second one the rocky it's not talking about a bunch of stones and deep soil it's actually talking about a limestone layer that would have just a little bit of soil on it maybe those those are the people you know you know some of them and you get to know them a little bit and they're they're nice and they you know maybe even you develop a friendship or relationship with them and you know things really start to happen and you say Well, God loves you. And they're like, well, tell me about God. Tell me about, tell me about all these, how amazing He is to you. Have you, has anybody in this room met somebody, talked to them, developed a relationship, and said, what's different about you? What's different about you? And maybe you spark that and and that starts, and then, but they take with them, all of the things in their life. They don't give them over to Christ. They don't accept the fact that God really loves them and wants to save them and help them. And, and well, any growth you see just kind of dies out. It was here today and gone tomorrow. So in, in some ways, I mean, it was interesting with those two guys because, well, I'll tell you that later. Um, so we we walked... Down there, got a deli sandwich. It was really good. We walked back up, saw the same guy there. Excuse me, kind of walking, you know, just wanted to give him his space. And uh, we went up. Never saw him again. And as as I was kind of upstairs, I really felt strongly that God was really saying, you know, Paul, that's you. That guy who's in the corner babbling, you're the one you're afraid of, the one you don't understand, the one you didn't communicate with paul that's that's you and I was like that doesn't that's not me i I have a family i have but Paul, unless you can put yourself in his position, you'll never understand my love for him. See it's crazy, but I feel like in some ways. Sometimes the only way God can, can help us understand <laughs> our, his love for us is to underst- that we can begin to understand that he, he really does love us and he wants us to love ourselves. Not in a humanistic, like, I'm better than everybody else. But you know what? I'm pretty sure God didn't call us to walk around as Christians and go, oh, I'm such a horrible person. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm a nobody. I could never be saved. I could never be helped. I, that's, not, that's not the love of God. And you have to understand something. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, down to earth because he loves you. And he loves that guy who's sitting in the corner that's babbling to himself and is not in his right mind. So God... Why can't I love as you have loved him? That's what God's calling us to. Paul, you you put yourself there. So kind of ironic that a few days, or actually the next day, Beth and I had a wonderful idea that we were going to walk five city blocks in the middle of the boom, 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 knocking around people. We were going to walk to Target and we were going to do some grocery shopping. Cuz we were trying to do this vacation on the cheap. It never really. San Francisco, San Francisco has a tax just because you're eating. It's like 4% just because you're using the San Franciscoian things like restaurants and stuff. You have to pay 4% above that just because you're there in the city. I don't know if it's a cleaning tax. I don't know what it is. But I looked at the, and there, it looks like the taxes were longer than my actual, it was crazy. Anyway, so we're at Target, and we, and we go, you know what, let's call Uber. No, let's call Lyft. No, let's call these places that come and pick us up. But then we begin to look out at the street and begin to say, oh, there's a lot of people. It's going to probably take a while for Uber to get here. So my wife, love her, had an idea, and me being macho macho man, she said, "Honey, why don't you take the water and wa- <laughs> and walk it back to the hotel room?" Okay, not water. I'd say water. Okay, it's just it a couple of gallons right now. It was two cases, 24 bottles. Okay, so have have you ever carried two two cases, 24 bottles of water like this? Okay. Now, have you carried it for two city blocks, getting knocked around by people? And then have you dropped it? <laughs> I have. And essentially what happened was is you know how when you turn on when you walk into a room and the lights kick on and the roaches scatter? Well, on a wet, cold, rainy San Francisco sidewalk, that's exactly what water bottles do when you drop them too. It's just amazing. So the, top, the bottom one didn't fall, the top one did. It falls, it hits the corner, it splits and just starts going everywhere. And of course, these people, do a lot of people stop to help? No, you're right, they don't. So it's more of like, get out of my, and they're kicking, and I'm like, and so I put the one down and I go and I, I get it, and I'm like, Lord, there's got to be a lesson here. By the way, I'd made it a block and a half with two whole cases and then the rest of the time. So, And I, I, I'm not making this up. Um, so I kind of got the bottles. I had a big pocket in the front and kind of got the bottles, all a lot of them tucked in there, about 10 or 12 right here. So I had a big pouch sticking out here. And it's raining, by the way, just to remember. And um, I have the bag that's split open, and I'm carrying it, and then I have this case and you know how you carry a case of water, and it doesn't have a little handle on it, and it has a little outside, be- and that started what? Started slipping and breaking. So I'm, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> that was a sad. It was a sad day. And so, I, I want to say that I made it fine, but I stopped so many times. I was, my forearms were dying. I was just like, ah. So. An Australian guy stopped and helped me. I don't know how to say it, but, I mean, he was. He was like, hey, mate, would you like some help? And I'm like, yeah. So he carried it a block for me. He wasn't going to go too far, but he carried it a block for me. And then wouldn't you know, I was coming up. I had walked four blocks, and I had about a block and a half to go. And, of course, San Francisco, this was anybody up? And, you know, when water bottles fall, they tend to follow gravity. Okay, so I walked. I'm I'm fatigued, and I'm stopping every few seconds now because I'm just so tired, and I'm just so I'm not Macho Man anymore. I'm dying, and I walk up to the deli. Do you remember the deli, the deli that Beth and I stopped at? I said, Sir, do you have a cart? Do you have something? And he goes, You know, I have the I have thick plastic bags, and I'm like, Cool. So I fill it up, and it's still heavy, but I'm walking, and, and you remember the stairs I talked, yeah, so I passed the, the don't urinate sign, and I'm walking, and I go up the first flight of stairs, and I, and I'm just, I'm totally fatigued, you all ever been there, any play, any any sports, you're just totally done, you're spent, and I had to stop for probably 30 seconds to a minute, I mean, it felt like forever, but I'm just like, I'm bent over, I'm dying, and, you know, people aren't stopping to help, I mean, the Australian guy did, but that was it. Um, and I'm stop, I stop here, I'm bent over, and, and I look. And I, I'm almost in the same position that that guy was in. I'm standing in the exact same place. Now, he wasn't there, but I'm standing there. I'm fatigued, I'm tired, I'm dying, I'm frustrated. I've been chasing wet water bottles around, concrete, wet concrete, all I, and I'm just and I'm just and I'm just like it's like God put me right there. And 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 I I come to you today and I I ask you is God putting you in a position to be where that guy was? Are are today are is the Word of God important to you? But maybe you haven't put yourself in someone else's shoes. Have you ever put yourself in the shoes of the person who has the hard path? Have you ever put yourself in the position of the person who has that thin layer? Have you ever put yourself in the position of the person who has the the weeds and the thorn that will grow up with that and choke it out? See, we we, we don't like to really identify. We like, well, you know, sharing the Word of God on this path, or sharing the Word of God around rocks, or sharing the Word of God around weeds. Well, yes, but... I'm the good soil, God. What if if today we were to admit that we're not always the good soil? What if today God was saying, I want you to put yourself in the position of that man in that staircase, and I want you to think about his life. And I want you to have the love and the compassion that I have for him. I want you to have that compassion for him. Now, some of you know that we have individuals on our campus who do not have homes. And they come, as Josh would attest to, sometimes more regularly than others. And sometimes they don't clean up after themselves. Sometimes they don't always follow the law. Can you love someone? See, I look at it this way. I, haven't, I don't know you if I haven't had an opportunity to forgive you. Because if I haven't had that opportunity to say, I'm not so sure, then I, I really don't know you. And that's no offense to anybody in the room. But if I have chosen to forgive you, then I have chosen to love you. My like is gone. My love is to stay. And so you'd say, well... <laughs> Paul, what about the the person, the path and the hard-hearted and the the person who's just, man, what an awesome opportunity God has given you. He's given you such a beautiful opportunity to learn to love, to learn to forgive. He's even put you in a position to be stooped over right on that stinky, wet stairwell. Staring at the exact same spot, the spot that you feared, the spot that you wanted no part of. Maybe that's what God is calling you to today. Well, God would, would God ever allow me, an innocent person, to be put in jail, to minister to people in jail? Yeah. <laughs> the Apostle Paul, uh, Joseph. Uh, modern-day Chuck Colson. But, Paul, would would God ever allow me to be sick so that I could minister and feel and know the heartbeat of the person who's ill in the hospital? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He loves you enough to put you in a position to put you on the type of ground that He wants you to be on to minister right where you are. But oh, this, it could not be God's design. This cannot be God's will. This can't be anything that I would be in a marriage that I just can't stand. He's teaching you to love, so he's giving you an opportunity to love. And if he's calling you to cast the seeds, the word of God, on something that isn't receptive, on someone who doesn't care, then welcome to being a Christian. Little, Chris, little Christs, Christian, little Christs. Welcome to being a follower of Christ. He's called you to something that's greater than yourself. He's called you to share his love and his word that this world so desperately Now, again, I would like to say, boy, the next homeless person who walks on campus here, I'm going to give them a big old hug, give them a $100 bill, and sit up in a hotel for a month. I'm sorry. I'm fallen. I'm fearful. I'm not there yet. You know, there are people who are, who have opened their homes. I remember Nora talking. Open your home? Yes? Growing up, seeing again and again and again people you didn't really know? Right? Is that love? See, I'm not there. But I believe God is calling me to be there. But what is called you, God... What has God called you to today? Let me read what he's called you to today. Matthew chapter 13. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake, such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Interesting that he did this parable from a boat he did this parable from a boat it wasn't even standing on the ground he was talking about but the hearers were because he knew in looking at the crowd where each of their hearts were he knew the hardened paths. he knew the stony ground he knew the the weed filled thorny ground and he knew the good soil interesting He then told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and he was scattering seed. Some fell among the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. And when the sun came and the plants were scorched, they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. Where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. So there you have it, there's the four. Like I said before, we we wanna we wanna project this image of I'm the good soil. God just call me to the good soil. But I I have to believe at the same time in the scripture that Pastor Dave was talking about, there are very few workers. Why are there so few workers? This is my only thought. I think people are tired of standing on path and expecting something to happen and believing that God's going to do anything. I think people are tired of being near place that just doesn't look like it's going to grow anything or if it does it's not going to last they're not going to be able to harvest it why would I waste my time sharing the word of God there I think God calls us to stand right where we are no matter our perception see Jesus gave us the places where the seed can land but no matter our perception he's called us to be right where we are Share His love and grace and compassion and word of God right where we are. And then allow Him, the creator of it all, to do what He does. For He is creator. He is Lord. He is Savior. I have to read what it means, and I think you know what it means, but I want to I say this clearly because I don't want there to be any misconception. Continue on to Matthew 13, beginning in verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Anyone who hears the word about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, They last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling on the thorns refers to the one who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to the one who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. Pastor Dave, were these, uh, these were given out, sent out in the mail? Okay. Luke 10, two, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Wait a minute. Stop. I have to ask God. I have to, like, show that I want to do this? I have to talk to God and say, God, use me. Put me in the position in that stairwell. Put me in the position in that deli. Put me in the position on the sidewalk to help? Put me where you want me? Yeah. So there's our challenge today. It says, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers out into the harvest field. I love Isaiah for a lot of different reasons. I love my son too, but I love the book of Isaiah. Because it... This, the beautiful thing is, is he just says in seeing all of god's heavenly glory and splendor he says i'm not i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough and doggone it people don't like me I said it from a movie or something he just basically says i'm no good i'm dirty i'm sinful i'm not good i God says I got that one and there's a cleansing process and then after the cleansing process of the live coal being touched to the lips and giving him the word of God he just says these words God says who am I going to send and we know what he says here am here am I Send me. Send me to the staircase. Send me to the sidewalk. Send me to the path that will not grow. Send me to the stony field. Send me to the thorny area that will not last. Send me anywhere. Send me. Send me. And send me with your love. And send me with your word. And send me with your hope. And send me with your peace. And send me with your wisdom. And send me fearlessly that I may boldly proclaim the harvest is ready. See, if you were to say anything else about this parable, you have to say this. This is about the harvest. This is about the harvest. No matter where you are found, No matter what you are doing right now, God is calling you to put yourself in a position and in a place to have an opportunity to minister, to love, to share what you have with the world around you. Will you go? Here am I. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, now as we um, sing, as we pray, as we worship you, I pray that this Word will resonate in our heart and life, and that we will act upon what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name.